Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is another member of the Blue Man Group. <laughs> Chris! <laughs> For those of us listening to the audio the audio version of this show, we are both wearing blue, and I figured that was kind of funny to say. It was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, Yeah, welcome, everybody. Good to see you again on the same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, Or that'd be amazing time, amazing channel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't really want to have anything to do with bats, Chris. They uh, probably, you know. A misconception that they carry rabies, like every bat carries rabies, but I don't want to have rabies. As far as I'm concerned, they're flying rats, and I don't like rats or mice or really any rodents or vermin whatsoever. But a bat's not a rodent; it's a mammal. Fine, don't care. So you don't like mammals? You don't like your wife? Or no, your I don't like bats. <laughs> I your was wife and daughter are bats. I was specific. No, you're making things up now. I was specific. I'm just telling you, I don't care whether they are or are not rodents. They look like it, and they're creepy crawly, and I don't like them. You know uh, that scene in Ace Ventura? Yep. To this day, one of the funniest scenes to me ever, because it's so true. I don't know which scene you're talking about. Die, winged spawn of Satan. You know? Well, okay. uh, the white, the great white bat, or whatever it's called. Oh, in Ace Ventura 2? Oh, I didn't say 2. You're right. My bad. Yep. When nature calls? Yep, that's the one. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Had a little bit of a hectic start to the pre-show, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, getting the yard mode. I've got uh, multiple daughters' birthdays. Okay, it's on one. They're both on the same day, to be fair. On Saturday, we have some birthday parties for my girls that were... Which old. were which their birthdays were as a month It's like a month late. Yeah, it's like a month late. We were on vacation in June, so... Anyway, fantasy football... Uh, no, I'm excited to talk about some uh, guys we like based on ADP. Uh, you know, it's mid-July. It's right around that time you want to dip your toe in the ADP waters. Also the mocking waters. We're going to try to get one of those under our belt tonight on Sleeper before time runs out. Time pending. Time pending, of course. What you got, Josh? Um, I have a lot of lack of sleep. Oh, not good. And... Well, you're pulling, pulling uh, at least... Point fifty uh, percent more weight uh, with a job and a half, so to speak. I Two think jobs. that's what is that? Some kind of fat joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, you would be right by saying so, but you not, know, not, not my <laughs> usual bag of tricks as far as jokes go. But okay. <laughs> uh, no, just yeah. I got a bone to pick real quick since we're on the fat jokes. Okay. It's not actually about fat jokes. It's about uh, me being a gentleman who is larger. Typically, the the ladies that are thinner than I am, are not really that enthused to be with me. Not a, not a 100% blanket statement, but uh, a lot around here, that seems to be the case. So why are all these skinny fellers taking the bigger girls? Don't, I kind of don't like it. I, saw, I, was at, I was at a restaurant the other day. By the other day, I mean like three weeks ago. This uh, rather, I don't know, I guess you could say mildly attractive man with a kind of a a heftier girl, and I'm not saying to that make fun of the girl at all. She was quite lovely. Um, I was like, wow, that girl's pretty attractive. And then her boyfriend showed up, and I'm like, all right, man, what the hell? Go get, <laughs> like, go chase down some sorority girl or something. You know, like, they weren't that they weren't that young. But still, you know, like, come on. Give a guy a chance here. Stand your side was, of tracks type of thing. Yeah. I also live in Iowa City where it has a really large, you know, lesbian population too and it's just like 
it's like I can't catch a break around here, Chris. And it's <laughs> and it's a little frustrating at times. I'm not sad. I'm just frustrated. <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand yeah. that. Obviously, I don't I don't understand it lately because I'm a happily married man. But um, the fish in the sea seem to be uh, far and few between. The good, the good. There you go. Yeah. Global good. warming. Oh, We're going to blame global warming on this. Yes. Yeah, climate change. <laughs> Josh can't get a date because of global warming. <laughs> and Chris is adjusting his camera live on the stream. But hey, that's what we're that's what the second week is for, folks. There, there we go. We've boiled it down to a scientific fact uh, that there's there's climate change about, there's global warming, and that's why I can't get a date. Yep. Yep. Sounds about sounds legit. And it's definitely not because the earth is flat, because that's not true at all. No, not at all. Um, all right, Chris, I believe you have a little bit of news since I got that little bit of uh I do somewhere. Just complete, complete and utter tangent off of my chest. The the quick bit of news is a couple of tight ends, and I guess a quarterback, uh, Gasecki, Mike Gasecki, Dolphins, not expected to receive an extension. He was franchised, I believe. Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of franchise tight end, Dalton Schultz is unlikely to sign whatever extension may be on the table from the Dallas Cowboys. So it looks like these two tight ends might move forward with the tag, which... Might okay, be the, might be the kiss of death for next year. Uh, other not than that, really fantasy wise. Uh -huh. Sorry to interrupt. Not really fantasy wise, but I feel like this is really smart for the Cowboys. Is it going to maybe? Or is it maybe going to go the way of Dak and they're going to end up paying more for Schultz? Uh, I I don't know, but I, I think if you because Dak's number, the, the Cowboys waiting on Dak was just asinine to wait another year for the price. To, it was only going up. It wasn't going down. Sure. Um, Sure, but for Schultz, I, I don't know if it's going to get much more than what is it, twelve million this year. And that's what his friend tag is, which is the average of the top something like that five or ten. I can't remember what the it's first an one average. Is. It's an average of the top five paid. And then ends. the next one is the top three, I believe. Uh, if you get yes. franchised, to to better answer the question or uh, to give my answer to the question, um, a I think when Cowboys Nation slash Cowboys fans saw the franchise tag, feels like a year ago, but it was several months ago. Uh, Welcome uh, to COVID. After the, yeah, right after the season, um, we're just we're like I just don't think he's a long term guy. And I think now, as you just put it very well, if you look at it kind of like a one turn, well, I'm sorry, one year contract, not such a bad deal. You got to have a guy there. He proved Prove himself it. last year. He we lost Amari. We <laughs> sorry, Homer, whatever. Uh, they lost Amari. Targets uh, need to be so uh, soaked up somewhere. Guy? Uh, Cedric Wilson, slot receiver. Thank you. Yep. So you lose X amount of targets. Sure. The signing makes sense from that regard. And the lack of an extension makes even more sense when you're like, you know what? We might just be renting you for, you for a year. We're pretty good at drafting tight ends. <laughs> you are exhibit, you know, I don't know, A, B, C, D. Yeah. So I think we'll be fine if we pick up a guy uh, a little bit higher than say a third or fourth or right or uh, third or second. I don't know who's out there in the next couple of drafts. But, yeah, I think it might just be a one-year uh, rental, stick around. Uh, or, you know, I mean, he may not get a ton of offers next year when this comes up. And maybe the bargaining Potentially table. Potentially they'll get him for even less. I don't think that's, they'll get him for less. But, that's what I'm getting less, at, but, yeah. yeah. They're a shrewd, uh, cheap uh, franchise uh, in terms of managing the cap. Uh, so I expect them to continue doing that. Yep, yep. Oh, other than uh, that, Garoppolo resumed throwing. That's just relevant in terms of who or whom you don't think uh, will get that job. Yeah. So other than that, we're ready for our, uh, our guys, our guys. To um, target. Real quick, real quick. Before we, before we mm -hmm. do our guys, um, there was a question I saw on Twitter. Where do you put DK Metcalf hmm. 
if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded to the Seahawks? Where do you draft him and redraft? You give me your answer just real quick. Cool, just I mean, off the top of your head. I, I don't think I'd move him up much more than a half a round. I'm not even sure. He might, he might climb one guy in wide receiver rankings. I'm really not moving the needle that much because I don't think he plays to DK's strengths. I don't think DK is good in short space. I think DK is good it's deep. I think DK is good when I dare you, you. I think DK is good when you give him a, a head of steam and a little bit of running room, trying to get that big you. body up to speed. He's not. He's not a, a slot guy. He's not a, 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 a what's his name in Pittsburgh, Johnson Deontay. He's not. He's not that. He's not a. Uh, who's the best at it? I don't know. Think of the best slot in the league or whatever. It's just not him. Garoppolo does not throw the best, better deep ball. Like his deep. You, most of his uh, 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 throwing stats deep down the field are unimpressive. Bottom of the league. Um, I'm trying to dig this out real quick here. So right now, Debo, according Debo's to a great Fantasy example. Pros. Debo is a great example of somebody that works with him, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Revisionist history. Revisionist history, Chris. But seriously. According, like... right now, according to Fantasy Pros <laughs> consensus, right now DK Metcalf is going 42nd overall. Or as the wide receiver 15. I said that he would slot in somewhere between uh, Tyreek Hill and uh, going as the wide receiver. Oh, sorry. Further down. So My bad. Uh, somewhere between T. Higgins, the wide receiver 12, and uh, Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver 13. So he would be wide receiver 13. But beforehand, he but beforehand he was a almost a low end two at eighteen. I think you said, uh, sure. Uh, consensus that is not your own ranking. I'm not listening to myself. Why was here fifteen? Really? Yeah. No, I'm out. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I really don't care. Like I just the, 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 that would uh, jump. That would jump him a whole round. Essentially, well, higher plus with, plus with, what they're going to have to do to get Garoppolo at that point, pick him up off waivers. Seriously, I like trade for him. There's a. I, Baker got a fifth. I mean, how much are you really going to have to pay for a guy that they might cut anyway? Because they can cut him. The San Francisco, that is. Free and, almost practically think, free and clear. Practically free and clear. I think San Francisco is going to hang on to him and sure, trade him if they can. Because otherwise, the Seahawks could just pick him up. Off I think they're waiting for a desperate... Not necessarily desperate. That might be the wrong word. They're waiting for a team to kind of overachieve. Matt Ryan like, to get hurt and Jimmy Nichols oh, come be like, we'll take, uh, we'll take oh, DDG off your hands. Well... Yeah, that's the, that's a lot of a perfect cult, example. That's some Colts hate there. Uh, <laughs> some masochism. The Colts your... are my team too, so I can exactly. hate on them all I want. Exactly. No, I'm saying seriously though, like a team that is competitive. Oh, we're four and zero. Oh, we're six and two, and we're a little more competitive than we thought we'd be. We think we're a quarterback away, and the guy that's there is either the a, and the guy is either a hurt or b like the Bears, potentially not good enough just can't you know what i mean like defense overperforms suddenly we're in it you know and hey let's put the chips in man let's what like i said a fourth for Garoppolo or what the heck it, it cost them nothing basically and then i tell you try and get in the playoffs and hey keep, keep your job as a head coach whatever the situation may be that's what they're waiting for but to answer your D, uh, to secondarily answer your dk question i just don't think it moves the needle that much i don't think he plays the dk strengths very well I'd like Matt Ryan in Seattle, you know, before all this other stuff shook out in Indy and Atlanta and whatnot. But uh, that's a it's just a better deep ball. He's not the okay. best deep ball thrower, but a better deep ball thrower. Yeah, he's not bad, and I think he showed last year that he can still do it. He's maybe not as good as he once was, but 
I think he can still Hall of Famer. Chuck it down the field. Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan. Yeah. No. I think he went to Indy to try and become a Hall of Famer to win a championship. Oof. Okay. Well. It's. I think he needs it. Okay, I don't we'll think see. his. I don't think his overall yardage and performance is just good enough to. To get him in without a without a ring. I hate to have that ring conversation that we always have, but I no, you got Ryan's case. You got to do it with QBs. You kind of have to do it with QBs. It's yeah. not the deciding factor, but it factors in. And it certainly helps. That. Yep. Anyways, uh, so Chris, what's one of your? What these are are the guys that we're calling pick me guys, guys that we are into. Uh, Chris put in the show description for the stream ADP, but I was just kind of overall ADP certainly helps, but. You know, just overall, guys, that I kind of found myself drafting in a couple mock drafts over this past week uh, mm-hmm. without Chris. You know, well, I, th- I think guys. in a roundabout way, if not direct way, that plays into drafting against ADP because you're in a popular, you know, sleeper or Yahoo. Uh, mock yeah, as much room. as you can, as so much as you can flu on ADP all you want. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not you. I'm saying you as the general, you, generally the public. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, if anyone's going to poo on ADP, it's like, well, that's the average draft position. That's where they're going. You know, and, like, and I and I swear, no matter how much one may deny it, uh, they're influenced by those. Uh, for example, default Yahoo pre-draft rankings. If that's the mock room you happen to be in, absolutely, yeah. you are. You'll it, only it scroll so, so far. Influences your draft so much. Exactly. So let's not pretend like we're all immune to it. But moreover, I took my guys kind of ADP down. Like I kind of worked my way down, look for a guy in a certain area. They're like, if I were mocking right now, and obviously based on my previous mocks. These are guys I like because of their value. So I think that plays right. ADP easily. You want to go first or what? Sure, I will go first. Okay. Uh, Chris, uh, I, something you don't know because I haven't shared my guys with you. I shared one of my guys with you, and, and then, then I false. <laughs> I'm lied. sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, no, I, he will definitely go be an honorable mention. Um, okay, my first okay. pick me guy is Mark Andrews. Oh, he okay, was, we're gonna overlap a little bit, so I'll go after you. Uh, he was the tight end one last year, which mm-hmm. yeah, anyone who played fantasy football last year doesn't come. Find this as much of a surprise. I won a dynasty championship with, with the on the back of Mark Andrews and some other, um, you know, slackers or at least 2021, 2020 slackers. Um, anyways, but I find myself consistently drafting or either heavily considering Mark Andrews at the end of the second, the beginning of the third, which is kind of where I'm. I, I don't know if I'm going more earlier than the end of the second, but. And I kind of talked about this last week, and I definitely talked about it last year, although last year it was with uh, Darren Waller. Like, it was Darren Waller at the end of the second, beginning of the third. Now this year it's Mark Andrews. That didn't work out for me so well last year because Waller got injured. Um, Hunter Renfro kind of emerged, and there was also just some really bad coaching and just the entire team was kind of mismanaged last year. Um so, you know, I'm, I'm going with Mark Andrews this year. He was the tight end one, like I already said. And and the reason why is I'm really, really sick of the tight end roulette on a week-to-week basis, streaming tight ends, hoping that one of them scores a touchdown. Maybe I hit it. Maybe I don't. I'd rather just draft a guy early, spend that capital, because then I don't have to worry about the tight end position. I'm mm. Like, even if you're in a flex league where you can flex two tight ends, who's flexing two tight, end, tight ends in this day and age? You know, how, do you, Chris, do you remember why that's now an option? Because it never used to be. 
I, I'm not even going to give you a chance to answer. It's because of Jimmy Graham and Rob Gronkowski. Because there was guys like me who drafted both he of them. He tells his story all the time. I know. And, I, and I'm still mad about it. But <laughs> it's the reason why. Because people are like, why can't, I, why can't I flex the tight end? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I could have. But I, and I had two premier tight ends that year. I think the tight end one and two, actually. Um, I had to trade one of them away because I couldn't use them. Which was Gronk and I got a running back and I won the league. Uh, you know, it's all well, water in the bridge. Well, thing. and not to invoke a POS name, but uh, Hernandez was a thing in New England for a couple of seasons. And... That was the same season. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, in fact, I kind of think that's why I brought it up. But but and Hernandez I'm... got Hernandez got hurt about halfway through. Yeah, but 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 yeah. overall, the tight end well was deeper, regardless of New England. Uh, a little bit, yeah. It was just it would. Anyways. Back then. Anyways, so like back back to my back to my rant about tight ends. Is that I'm not and and if I miss out on Andrews, I might check in on maybe maybe Kittle and where I can get him and maybe like the fourth. But if I can't, I'm I'm not. It kind of depends on how the draft goes for me and how it's going in general for me to do that. But I'm kind of Andrews or bust at the end of the second, beginning of the third on that whole. If I miss out, I'm just gonna wait forever and draft a couple of tight ends super late in the draft and hope one of them hits and just you know go home and cry myself to sleep after the draft when i look at my tight end position mm-hmm. um i don't know as of right now um if the cards were to fall in no particular order and i'm looking at you know like an aj brown josh allen or tyreek hill like kind of in that end of the second beginning of the third i'm smashing that draft andrews button um and, and, and so before you do your thing here, Chris, mm-hmm. I already said Andrews is tight end one last year. He scored 30.8 more points than the t- the second tight end. That was a huge And gap. that was Travis Kelsey. Huge guy. Now, Chris, do you know what the number 77.8 means in this conversation? His catch percent? 77.8 is the number of differential between Mark Andrews points and the number three tight end last year. Seventy-seven point eight points. Uh, so you're you're demonstrating almost a sec, a secondary and even much worse cliff. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. it just and that's why off. and that's yeah. why I want to try and get. Uh, I don't even like I, I. You know, if someone were to be like, "Hey, it's the beginning of the second. I want to draft Kelsey or even Mark Andrews," I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, whatever, man. It's your team. I don't blame you." Because of that reason, that cliff drop off is huge. By the way, Chris, do you know who the tight end three was last year? Ugh, dang it! You put me on the spot. Uh, Schultz, you got it, buddy. You got <laughs> I was, it. Had knocks in the back of my head, but he got hurt a, a bit. Uh, they were both uh, over. I mean, I guess I don't know. And, and the reason I'm out on Darren Waller is obviously Devonte Adams is in Las Vegas now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Renfro last year kind of emerged, and Darren Waller had a hard time really jiving with. Hunt, even Hunter Renfro, as like like I said, I've said numerous times, there was only two games last year where they both scored over ten points in the same game. So it was it was well, if one well, ate you, the other, you're one, making the argument it was one or the other with Renfro. And, yep. Uh, if one uh, ate the other one, went hungry, sort of thing. Okay. Okay. So uh, no, I'll just add a little bit to uh, uh, the uh, Andrews conversation. Uh, I have at three hundred one. We both went to different websites. It's uh, we're only about a part of pick or two. It's not. It's not relevant. It's not. No, that's relevant. that's where I, th- I believe that's where um, <laughs> that what you Pros said? has him at. Oh okay, no, I just said I just said the end. Of, uh, that's where I would take him. Yeah, you said end of second, beginning of third. So I'm. Yeah, obviously, uh, I agree with you there because 
what you laid out in terms of the tight end landscape. But I'll add also that um, just based on team construction, like I don't have a problem investing that late second early, uh, especially if I'm at the turn. If I can soak oh, that yeah. position, because I'll remind people that Kelsey had hit the height of his powers two years ago, let's call it, was arguably a first round pick. And I was one of the ones that was like, you know what, if he's there at like 111, 112, I'll pull the trigger. You know, I'm a little lower on him than others, not as quite wanting to land him at the 108 or what have you. I only have to pay up to the, th- if he falls a bit at the beginning of the third. For Mark Andrews, who I firmly believe is the tight end one. Again, going back to what you said about the disparity uh, percentages from tight end one to two to three. Huge Mm -hmm. cliffs to fall off there. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. That's why I included them in my guys that I like based on value, based on ADP, based on where I'm getting them in mocks for sure. Yeah, I'm still not sure how Kelsey is over Andrews, but they have more more or less the same argument for each other as well. Tyreek Hill's gone in Mm -hmm. Kansas City. Marquise Brown is not Tyreek Hill, but at the same time, the number one wide receiver from his from Andrew's team is gone. Now it's just those. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hollywood's bunch, gone. With the, which with Dude, kind I'm of here, at I'm the here. moment a bunch of scrubs, more scrubs than. Well, I'm hearing a lot of Bateman City, love. But... I'm hearing a lot of Bateman love, and I'm not saying there's not a part of me that wants to buy in, but I don't think this fan it's, this offense can sustain a fantasy one. Okay, maybe a top twenty-four. Yes, I saw some success from Hollywood last year, but it was it was ba- early though. It, it wasn't was, late. It was it was also hit or miss, like he's always been, and like always. Lamar has always been. He just won't use the receivers in certain games because a Andrews, as we just touted over and over, and b duh, he's maybe one of the best running threats from the position we've seen ever, except for maybe Vic, but that's neither here nor there. What about Peyton Manning? He was a great rusher. Yeah. Brady was a better rusher from like half a yard out. <laughs> you know, I feel like he took a lot of Peyton wasn't known for taking quarterback sneaks. I think it was Brady, if I'm not mistaken. Back in yeah. the day. Back in the day. Peyton Peyton cannot run, by the way. He is the most he is the most awkward, stiff, upright runner of the There's ever that seen one play life. action fake in I want to say it was like a first round playoff game, but I might be making that up. But there's one infamous one where it's just it was either Edgerin or um a die where they were real, where they were actually pretty good on the ground, you know, and it was just this, they dominated to get it down there on the ground. And so he play fakes it and runs it in on a naked bootleg. Cause everybody, oh, yeah. everybody in the world was like, nah, <laughs> all right. Who you got? Uh, should you, should I go next? Cause I just kind of went with Andrews, but no, uh, I'll go again. Okay. Uh, um, guess what? Yes. But my next guy is Brees Hall. Oh, God dang it. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't get around to get much on him, so maybe this works out well for all of us involved, including the audience. For the umpteenth time, Chris, the Jets mm-hmm. pulled a Colts circa, uh, the, an Indianapolis Colts circa 2020. They traded up two spots to secure their guy. They The Colts did it with JT, Jonathan Taylor, and the Jets are doing the same thing or did the same thing in April with Brees Hall. Um, and for those of you who have been living under a rock, Brees Hall was drafted in the second round by the New York Jets out of uh, Iowa State. I almost said Ohio State. Um, Chris, do you remember like right after the draft? I think it was at your house still. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm just not really into Brees Hall. Do you remember that? Yep. I remember. Yeah. Well, I, I've done a 180. I, I'm into Brees Hall now. 
And here's kind of why, and I don't, and I don't understand this at all. So maybe you can shed some light on this. He's currently being drafted according to Fantasy Pros ADP. <laughs> um, he's currently being drafted as the RB 24, 49th overall, which is the, big, the very first pick of the fifth round. Um, what's up with that, man? Like, it's ridiculously low. Uh, as is it's, as is it's the almost 609, criminally low. As is the six point oh nine that I got from uh, Fantasy Football Calculator. That's like, even more ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, we're getting a lot of best ball drafts. Uh huh. So, and that's where I'm wondering some of this. Uh, one of some of yeah. the Fantasy Football Calculators is coming from. Yeah, like it may not be a good thing. Fantasy Football Calculator is getting more. Sore. Anyway, I don't know who's doing best ball and who's not. Point is, uh, that obviously is influencing it. Uh, but I have to agree with you. Both uh, fifth round, I mean, maybe I can be like, okay, maybe that feels more right. Uh, I don't think Michael Carter is going away either. So, you know, there's that. But, uh, no, I think Brees Hall is in for a great year. I think, I think, I think the offense has made steps. I've made numerous comments about how much I like the, the direction they're taking both with coaching and with personnel. Now we'll see with Zach Wilson. Uh, apparently he's a Twitter, whatever, or his mom is, or I don't know, man, it's, it's so hard to keep up with. <laughs> so, it's like a soap opera. Going I don't know. Yeah. Page. Yeah, exactly. So like, let's like, let's, he slept with his mom's best friend and I, that yeah. was exposed by his, by his, um, is that, his is, ex, is, Zach is that Wilson's ex girlfriend. Yeah. And, I just looked this up tonight. I'll be honest with you. I was like, what I don't even know if about? that's, I don't even know if that's real. I'm just, why like, am I wasting this time? Weird. This is why I had nothing on Brees Hall is because I was looking at Twitter. <laughs> you went down a Twitter hole. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. No. Um, I just think the kid, meaning Brees Hall, has the uh, the head on his shoulders to excel right away. We've seen numerous rookie running backs step into situations ready-made for them. Yes, this isn't as ready-made as maybe we'd like, but we've seen Jonathan Taylor as Exhibit A come into a situation where – do you want to hear about Jonathan Taylor's rookie season? Just yes, to interrupt you. Yeah, because that's okay, exactly so where Jonathan it's Taylor, heading. Yeah. If, if everyone remembers in 2020, the Colts still had Marlon Mack. Marlon, exactly. and, but they still mm-hmm. drafted Jonathan Taylor because yep. it was kind of hard to pass up on him. But here's what happened. Marlon Mack uh, tore his ACL or his Achilles in, Achilles, yep. we, in week one. What did Jonathan Taylor end up doing that season? He ended up being the RB6. It was an ugly RB6 that year in 2020. But... Naeem Hines was still the RB20 overall. So the Colts sustained two top 24 running backs that year. Now, I'm not saying that the Jets are going to be the, the 2020 Colts, but the Colts also yeah. had the very last year of um, Philip Rivers' career, his football career that year. And I think Zach Wilson's a little bit better. Um, also, the, according to uh, PFF, they have the Jets ranked as their 12th best offensive line overall, which is down from 10 at the end of the 2021 season. Granted, it was two different guys writing two different articles, so there's a little bit of opinion base there. But the Colts or the Jets were more or less without Makai Becton last year, too. So there's potential for the Jets' offensive line to get better. Mm. And that, and you know what better offensive lines mean? That oh, yeah. Bigger holes, better, more per time, more mm-hmm. time to pass, yada, 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 yada. Still, here's some, here's some, uh, so here's some Bree stats for you because that's what his friends call him, Brees. I like to call him Bree, but you know, he doesn't like that very much. I'm constantly like, hey, Bree. And he's like, Brees. And I'm like, sorry, Bree. And he's like, Brees. And I'm like, sorry, dude. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> 
Bree, he had almost 4,000 rushing, uh, rushing yards in college, 734 receiving yards, which for a running back in college, that's not too bad. For sure, for uh, sure. And 56 touchdowns. That was in 38 collegiate games that I could tell. 38 games, 56 touchdowns. That's bananas. Yeah, it's for nuts, an dude. Iowa State team that wasn't really that great, they weren't bad. But Brock Purdy, went... I'm going to okay. go with that. Him being their quarterback, um, okay. we'll go. Wasn't that great of a quarterback for him? wasn't wasn't bad, but it wasn't that great either. Um, he, uh, Brees Hall, he he also finished top 10 in Heisman voting in 2020 and 2021, the two year, worst years of my life, but some of the two best years for Bree. Um, Michael Carter, he was a fourth-round pick for the Jets. That's not, that's not nothing, but that's also can easily be a throwaway pick, too. So, and that's, and that's, and that's really Brees Hall's only threat. If, Chris, if you say Tevin Coleman, I swear to God, I'll do something awful to you. So let's put cut some, to Chris and talk about uh, my other guy. I will put a bag, a bag of flaming dog poo on your front porch. <laughs> I hate the wrong I'll button. get it out of your backyard, too. <laughs> anyway, no, I was not going to say anything about Devin Goldman. I think we're on the same page there. Anyway, so that, I mean, that's my kind of my spiel. Okay, wait, 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 wait. One more thing. One more thing about Brees mm -hmm. Hall. Mm -hmm. So, I, according to Fantasy Pros, that is, this is. Here's some guys going ahead of Brees Hall, and you tell me whether you want like him more or not. One or the other? DJ Moore, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Darren Waller, Elijah Mitchell, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Josh Jacobs, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts. What do you think about those names? I think I like Jacobs better. Maybe Pitts. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he's one of my guys this in this show, so. Well, way to spoil it. <laughs> now I don't. Now I don't have to stick around to the end of the show. Spoiler alert! Leave. Edit. Oh, we can't edit. We're live. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> I would like to edit life. <laughs> uh, apparently, so was our test. Uh, I think last <laughs> week. Let's take that. Down. Anyways, anyway. um, I would take Brees above all those guys. Waller tip, tip Waller tip my interest a little, and as I said, uh, Elijah Mitchell. Maybe Jalen Waddle. I would go over over. Um, over Brees Hall, maybe. And, I mean, if I was drunk I mean, enough, Pitts, Kyle Pitts. Pitts was basically a, how would I put it, a wide receiver one or two pick kind of feel to it. You know, like, I could see. Okay, here's my thing about Pitts. Just is the Pitts targets. Gonna be, is Pitts quarterback proof? I don't know. We're, Matt Ryan wasn't very good last year. We have plenty of time to talk about Pitts in other shows. Pitts. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Pitts. Uh, no, anyways. no, no. Jacobs is one of my guys, not Pitts. Ew. Oh, my God. I do. I've I said have... that. I said that. I wasn't listening to you. Why would I listen to you? <sighs> exactly. Um, uh, speaking of listening to me, I might need to run upstairs real huh? quick because uh, I can't find my phone and I don't want uh, to have an emergency happen or something. But either way, uh, we got some guys to talk about. Who do you have Are next? Are we going to be right back? Well, we've overlapped to two. Oh, no. I was going to say a little bit about Reese Hall. Um you know, again, just base base. I could even see that ADP rising, uh, whether it's in the oh, six. It's, I don't know. I cannot stay that low. So I don't know if we want to put the argument to each of us as far as a fourth round pick. Uh, I think I'm still fine with that if we're talking mid to late. For well, as of right now, according to Fantasy Pros, he's the beginning of the fifth. So, and I just listed a bunch of guys, which makes them pretty early in the fourth, which I would gladly do. 
Yeah, and I only had two names, and uh, I'm really close with Jacobs. I don't have RB rankings for everybody just yet, uh, but uh, we'll get there. Um, Says you. But yeah, I just, I just, I think Carter will catch the ball some, uh, but I still think you're gonna get 40 to 50 catches out of uh, Brees. Um, and on the ground, I just, I think he's gonna prove uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt he's the more talented. He might be one of the more talented guys on the team. Mackay Becton with Mackay Becton coming back. Uh, I know there was rumors about work ethic and size. You know, bigger guy, got to put in the work to stay uh, in shape. Are you body shaming, Mackay Becton. Uh, where this guy <laughs> no <Josh is> not. <laughs> um so i i i see th- and again uh, uh zach wilson taking a step he kind t- kind of took a step in terms of winning some games and putting up some yards last at the year. end of the year yeah yep exactly he it wasn't winning us fantasy games i'm not making a ridiculous claim like that but if you keep your eye on the uh, uh both the film and the box score yeah he looked pretty decent uh it's uh, kind of coincided with carter putting up good numbers when everybody was like hey you know Maybe there's something here with Carter, especially catching the ball. So, no, I think Carter will be there to, to, to spell, to be a third down guy. I don't think they want to sh- throw a ton of workload on Brees Hall's shoulders in year one. But, I mean, you're still talking well over 200 touches, probably over 250. Again, I think he's going to catch 40 to 50 balls. Money. Just, I think he's going to be a great value in the, I guess we could say, f- late fourth or fifth right now. I think it's going to end up being in the early third or late third. Sorry. Now we're talking, you know, uh, Andrews territory. That's getting a little rich. Andrews or Brees Hall. Andrews every day. All right. Okay. Let, what do you got next? <laughs> oh, oh who do I have next? Or I can um, go. I can go. Who, who, who do we have next? Um, let's go. I ja- have... Let's go. Uh, Jacobs. Cause I already uh, spilled uh, the beans. So convince uh, me, Chris. Well, um, he did receive uh, 64 targets last year. He has improved each year in that category, uh, which has kind of been the knock against him. They don't use him enough through the air. Uh, I think a lot of that knock against him is he he hasn't turned into a top five RB, uh, fantasy RB, you know, who can dominate each touch, 70 mm-hmm. plus percent, maybe 80 percent, like a Najee mm-hmm. or, 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 a, or a CMC or a cook he was never uh, going to be a cmc let's put that's kind of what i'm getting at but back. he's he's at the beginning of the fourth right now i've got him at adp 401 based on fantasy football calculator so again 64 targets last year he did only play 15 which on one hand you could be like well maybe he's always dinged up a little bit because that's the most games he's played that's important to mention on the negative side of things or you could look at it like hey what if he were to play a full 16 slash you know 17 game season uh, he's only 24 years old in term, you know, in, in uh, running back years or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he is in a contract year. Uh, that's a narrative, but it's a narrative that usually shakes out pretty well. Um, uh, he should hit uh, in my just rough. Uh, I don't have a model or anything, statistical model or anything, folks, for uh, projections. But I see him getting just over, just over a thousand rushing yards, 50 catches, and probably 10 rushing touchdowns. A lot of this has to do with me believing in the upgrade. Uh, that the uh, uh, Vegas Raiders offense has received with uh, Devontae Adams coming over, plus the progress they were making last year, uh, and particularly relying on others uh, with a dinged-up Darren Waller, uh, going back to your uh, Hunter Hunter Renfro conversation there. Um, his current, again, uh, ADP has him going at the beginning of fourth as the RB21. I just feel like you're probably still talking about an RB2 going back to... Us saying he's no CMC, he's no 
uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, etc. But if you're talking like a RB15, like, I don't know, maybe floor, I think I'm in. But again, you know, you're going to get some pushback because of uh, Drake, uh, I guess, returning and the addition of Zamir White. I just think Zamir White's yeah. a depth. I think Zamir White is a depth play. And I, I just, I think touchdown numbers were decent enough for Jacobs to be, to think he's going to get most of those chances in what I believe to be an improved offense. Two things I got to say. Mm-hmm. The only person that I hate more in the Raiders than Josh Jacobs is Kenyon Drake. I think Kenyon Drake is hot trash. You know who I don't think is hot trash? Hunter Renfro? I don't know. Zamir White. Oh, okay. Uh, is he kind of more of a traditional running back? Yes. Yeah, but I don't know. You I, hate- I love I love Zamir White in Dynasty, and this is not so much redraft, but I think that I, I wasn't looking at, by the way, the difference between Fantasy Football Calculator and Fantasy Pros and ADP and RB ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar. Very, very, good. very similar. Good, good. Uh, in, so in fact, not maybe, a big disparity there. In fact, maybe that'll help just kind of for everybody's brains to be like, here's your average, you know. Um, two they're, like, they're like one off on, on, on each. And Except for Breeze? Jacobs, Except for Breeze. No, I, mean, I was talking about Josh Jacobs. Oh, gotcha. Each site, they're one off from Understood. each other. Sorry, my bad. my bad. Josh Jacobs. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, Josh Jacobs, he was the RB16 last year. It was an ugly RB16. Uh, if you could give him points per game, it was brutal. It was 12. 11 points. points per game. Oh, 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was 11 so, and a half or something. Yeah, but huh. I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think you know, like like Montgomery. Like, you hate Montgomery, too, but, like, these two guys are... Oh no! Rele- oh, not this year. You used to hate no. him every year, every single year except for this year. <laughs> I was okay with him last year, I think. Okay, I don't recall. Maybe um, not. But similar guys in terms of underwhelming, not loaded offenses. You know, I don't say struggling team. Well, for the Bears, yeah, struggling. But the you know, Raiders have been a little bit better lately in terms of. Hey, winning, oh, here's here's my other problem with Josh Jacobs is that. I don't know who it was in New England, whether it was um, Josh McDaniels, who was the Raiders' new head coach, or if it was Bill Belichick, the Patriots' head coach, um, who was deciding how to use this running back by rotation where you never knew which one was going to actually go off or not. That's what gives me a little hesitation with Josh Jacobs. I think that's baked into this... the 401 ADP, the end of the third, beginning of the fourth ADP. I, I think there's a little concern for a uh, um, committee. But not, you know, like a, clearly he's okay. Damian Harris. So speaking of running back by committee in New England, he was just fine last year for different reasons than what I named. I'm not expecting 15 rushing touchdowns from Jacobs. I might expect 15 total. Uh, I do expect yeah. 10 on the ground, you know, but I'm not sure about him catching five through the air. But I digress. You know, supplement it with some receptions, as I mentioned. Supplement with with it. I mean, I guess Hart Harrison was around a thousand yards, if I recall, maybe nine hundred something. Hey, top twenty-four guy, if not arguably top fifteen. You know, or right around fifteen. So I don't know. That's where I'm at with uh, Jacobs. I, I, I'm obviously feeling a little up on him lately uh, through some research. Um, so we'll see what the uh, training camp and preseason shows me. Maybe I do. I mean, obviously, Zamir White comes out preseason week two. Or what's the big one? Week three is the one. Uh, how many do they play now? Anyway, the week three. where the it's where the week back two now. Thank you. 
so week two comes out week two and shows us something like i know you don't want to put too much clout into preseason but yeah that could influence my overall opinion of jacobs in 2022 but right now i don't think there's anybody in his way and i expect the offense to be better uh as of right now uh pff has the las vegas raiders offensive line ranked as 30th overall I think that's, that's just oh, a, one way to go. Only one way to go. Just a crap on up. your parade there. Yeah. Well, my parade is only a fourth round pick for a running back who's going to get work. Guess who's worst? The Bears. I don't know if I like that for David Montgomery now. We'll see. I think David Montgomery is going to be fine. Anyways, uh, my next my next guy is actually a group of guys. I cheated a little bit, and I went the Broncos receivers, whether it's Jerry Judy Cortland Sutton, or should it be Tim Patrick, the guy that I'm interested in? Nah. The question. <laughs> oh, let me. We'll get to Tim Patrick here in a second. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. I think the correct answer is probably the cheapest one on draft day. It's going to be Tim Patrick because right now his ADP is wide receiver 60 or a 162nd overall. So free. Um, before, before you go all over me, Chris, um, <laughs> I think Albert O also, I think Albert O the tight end there, third year tight end also deserves some consideration, especially if you just completely utterly just went crapped on, uh, just crapped on tight end in, the, in your draft. So Albert O maybe deserves some some respect. Uh, currently, Jerry Judy is the, the the richest wide receiver going at wide receiver twenty two or 60, 61st overall, which would be the beginning of the seventh. Um, and Cortland Sutton is going as the wide receiver twenty sixth. So pretty cl- pretty similar, but you know Jerry Judy for some reason is the more expensive one, despite Jerry Judy doing a lot less than Cortland Sutton has overall. Um, Mm-hmm. Sorry, I keep getting notifications here, and it's blowing my ears out. Dang desktop notifications. It, well, it's it's from my antivirus software, and I'm not sure why. Oh, Anyways, um, so if you and if, all right, kids, if you've never heard of a guy named Tim Patrick, I would like you to pop a squat and let me tell you a little tale of the man named Tim Patrick. Last year, he scored 1.4 less fantasy points than Cortland Sutton, and that was in one less game. He scored 55.4 more points than Jerry Judy last year. That was in five more games, I think. In 2020, Cortland Sutton tore his ACL in week one, which was unfortunate for all of us who are really high on Cortland Sutton that year. So we'll kind of throw his season out the window because of injury. But Tim Patrick outscored the rookie Jerry Judy by 4.1 points and played in one less game than Jerry Judy that year, too. That was with Drew Locke, Teddy B, and Joe Flacco in the last two years. Oh my Tim God. Patrick also got a pretty decent uh, three-year, $34 million contract extension, too. So the Broncos obviously have liked him. He do, is also a six-foot-four guy. That is guaranteed? I didn't write it down. Oh, look. Continue. I just I just thought that I'm pretty much done. Um just because I don't know, like there's other than Judy's rookie year, which if if many people forget, I don't have the quote on this, but he did have some drops. He had a lack of touchdowns. 
yes, that was probably some of that was pretty poor quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And now Russell, Russell Wilson is in town. And I, I guess you're trying to, you're kind of, you're going to have to plant your flag for Mr. Unlimited guy, limiteds guys. Um, who's, who's, who's going to be his main man, you know, his bottom B. Um, I, I mean, with Tim Patrick, if you miss out on Judy, uh, Judy and Sutton, why not to just draft Tim Patrick real late in your draft? You know, he's been fantasy relevant for two years in a row. Granted, it's on the low end, but mm-hmm. maybe with Russell Wilson, he takes a step up. Maybe I, it's like it's maybe like maybe it's like Russ Woods in Seattle, and it's going to be DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett or other guy, and it's there. None, none of them are going to overlap at all. Mm-hmm. Or on the on the extreme side, Russell Wilson has found himself in another Seattle situation where that or Denver has two good running backs, a pretty solid. Defense, <laughs> You're kind of they're yeah. going to just run yeah. the crap out of the ball. I don't personally think that's the case because I don't think that they gave. They looked at Russell or Russell Wilson looked at the the front office in Denver and said, "I'm not throwing the ball like 17, 20 I, times a game. I, I want to throw the ball. I want to come here and beat your quarterback." And they I, said, "Okay, I, <laughs> yes, I, please." I wouldn't quite put it that way in terms of another Seattle, but I am leaning a little run heavy. Let me let me let me finish though. So so we we both probably agree he's not Peyton when he came to Denver because Peyton through a bunch through 50 touchdowns okay Peyton was also coming off it's not that we can't don't believe that Russell couldn't throw 50 I just think he wins in other ways not just his arm although his arm on the ground absolutely adequate yeah and whether it's behind the line of scrimmage or literally running uh that's up for debate but what I was going to say was I just think with the personnel they have I'm going to lean towards the well yet okay not the most expensive the middle uh Sutton I'm gonna leave towards the uh quintessential or should i say the prototypical um alpha guy uh our our wr1 you know what i mean like he looks the part he's shown us a little bit in one season uh uh in uh detroit if i recall 10 plus touchdowns that he could kind of carry uh excuse me did i just get the wrong person oh i was thinking galladay sorry i get sutton and galladay confused a lot uh, Sutton's been been in Denver the whole time. So a couple years ago in Denver with not much at quarterback, did he not catch 10 plus touchdowns and showed us, Oh, maybe there's some signs of a true, uh, WR one. So that I'm going to lean towards that 2019, maybe. Yeah. I think they're going to be a play action heavy team. Uh, going back to my point about, uh, Russell running a little bit Uh, exactly because of the RB, the running backs in the, in the backfield and the quarterback in the backfield. I think they're going to, and plus Denver's always been really good at this. Uh, 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 the zone run scheme play action. I know Shanahan's are gone. I get it, but Denver's always kind of aired on that side of the of the aisle in terms of let's make sure the run is, is winning us some games here, not to the detriment of Russ. I think Russ will get be able to cook, especially when they're down. Although I believe in their defense, going back to the run game. Uh, but when they need yeah. it, I think they they have no problem taking the reins off a guy like. Uh, Russell, so maybe at that point, maybe tight ends and Judy and who, who and Patrick can get involved. But I'm going to err on the side of the guy that looks the part. I'm also not having to pay a lot for him, but yeah, I don't blame you for going for the cheaper option. Tim Patrick could show us something in the red zone, you know. Uh, as far he's, as a, he's, he's, a, he's just a big slot guy, essentially, is what he is. He's not the fastest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There you um, go. I think Sutton can get more of that action on the outside. 
because of Russ's arm. But I know we, I know we took a break, Chris, but we're running a little long, so why don't we uh, just keep on going? Okay, no, I'm good without a break, and I have good bringing up my next guy, if uh, you don't mind. Uh, we've touched on all... I do um, mind, but go ahead. You know, one of my guys was Javante while we're on uh, Denver. My apologies. Um, uh, ADP of uh, 205, so a mid-second round pick. Uh, you know, I almost even thought about pushing back and like, should I not like that ADP? Should I put them on the next show? Uh, I'm still erring on the side of talent here. I'm still erring the side of a non 50, 50 split more like at, at least a 60, 40. Uh, I think Javante is going to show us a little bit more through the air. Uh, uh, speaking of about Russell and throwing the ball around a little bit, you know, uh, so I'm not saying Gordon's going away, uh, but I'm also, you know, included Brees Hall in this show. I don't think Carter's going away. I think these guys can exist in a uh, copacetic situation. Why copacetic? I mean, still the 1A is going to dominate. Uh, so I just want to mention Devontae real quick. I'm, I'm, I think as of, oh gosh, mid, you know, I take it back. I maybe should have concluded him in the next show. 205, that's a little steep in mid-July. That's my second running back or uh, According to Fantasy Pros, he's... Uh, mid mid second so whatever so we're Pretty on close. the same path uh same page there Ugh, oh, anyway yeah. I, uh yeah. i'll move on from javante but i did have him on my initial show sheet so i wanted to bring him up before we moved on from denver i've got another running back and then i can be done how about that okay one second here while i do a little math um we'll just call it 341 and times about six that's 204. Sorry, I'm doing a little math here on what happened last year with uh, the 204. Or uh, no, with uh, what happened between the Denver running backs. So they to combine, they, they scored a little over three, 341 points. And I'm saying if Javante Williams gets 60% of that, that'll be 204 points. That'll end up him oh, being the top two, 12. The, that's gonna be 12. the RB. That's gonna be the RB nine. Yeah, I was like, that's top twelve, year. easy. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so, we're, we're projecting there's value there, man. <laughs> that's yeah, the two hundred five. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe I'm a little more on the fence than I thought when I initially included him in my notes. But you bring up a very good point. If you think about of, it that way, and if he gets, if, say, if he's Melvin Gordon get the gets work, hurt, and he, yeah. and that and that percentage goes up to 80 percent. Whoa, Nelly, dude! And hey, at the end of the day, show us who else is on the board in that in that ballpark. You know, I mean that that's the crux of the situation. You know, who else? I you believe got they play in a field, Chris. You know what I meant. I had an ADP <laughs> sheet, sheet up earlier, and then I looked. Next guy I have is Amon Ross, Saints <laughs> Brown surprise. All right, <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. I like it. I didn't include any receivers. I feel deficient, but no, please go on. I I love this talent. Uh, Chris, I have a confession to make, and. Uh, it's a pretty bad one. You're in love with Brace yourself. St. Brown. <laughs> I, I think I'm I think I'm becoming a Lions fan. That's gonna be I, you're gonna I leave just, the Colts for the Lions. No, I'll have to, but the Lions are gonna be like my second team. Your NFC team? Yeah. I hate doing that, but if I'm you know, like they're my underdog team for the year, let's put it that way. I have no problem doing that. But I just Last it. year it was kind of the Chargers. This year I'm gonna make it the Lions, you know? Um, I just love what this GD team is doing, man. I think like, they call that a bandwagon, Josh. I, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> just 
messing with you. That was a perfect. Go over here and cry now. You're being uh, mean. I even did a. You never mind. I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Let's put it that way. I'm drinking. The I just love. I just love that. I love it so much. I wish the Colts had taken Carson Wentz and traded them to the the Rams for Jared Goff, so that Jared Goff could be on the Colts. And I know that doesn't work out without the without the existence of time travel. But just work with me here, damn it. Work mm-hmm. with me. Um. I, I mean, I've said I've said it before. Goff had Amon Ross St. Brown. Playing at an elite level by the end of the season, the wide receiver three from week on, from week thirteen on, that's ridiculous. How good AS, ARSB was. I'm going to keep saying MSR, a, a, um, ASMR, but ARSB. He's going on as the third, the seventieth overall, the wide receiver twenty seven. That is mind boggling. Jerry Judy is ahead of him. Chris Godwin, who could easily miss the beginning of the season. Mike Williams, the inconsistent flash-in-the-pan wonder. I'm just I'm wondering what I'm missing here, man. Like, I know Hawkinson's going to be back, and that's going to maybe influence that a little bit, but what else would drive his value down to wide receiver 27 off the board? Is it DJ Chark? DJ Chark had one good partial season. And hasn't been able to be healthy or effective at the regard the rest of his career so far. Yeah, I'm Jamison Williams. He's yeah, probably going to be. I'm I'm projecting him to be on the pup list to start the season, or at the very very best, he's going to be out there week one limping around, just probably bringing on further injury, which is usually uh, for an ACL injury and a wide receiver. It's usually a high ankle sprain. Like statistically, yeah. it is. I, I just, I, I just, I don't understand why wide receiver twenty-seven. If he's going to slip that far, I will definitely be reaching for him more, multiple rounds to make sure that he's on my team come draft season. I just, it's ridiculous. And you know what? Maybe Jared Goff turns it turns into a goof again, and he ends up. Yeah, I mean, we have to include that. We absolutely have to include that in the in the uh, list. Of I outcomes. just thought of that. I mean, but we have we have to. That's the but Lions I think that's one of the best offensive lines in football, man. It is. It, how they, well, Jared Goff is playing behind a better offensive line now than he probably ever had in St. Louis. Or, well, St. Louis and L.A. For, for that matter. You know. Yeah. Well, so, as like we said earlier, a better offensive line brings on may uh, gives you more protection in the pocket. Brings up. Better holes for the running backs to run through. Speaking of which, just a real side note: Did you do you know where Jamal Williams is going? According to Fantasy Pros right now, it's like RB. I'm sorry, Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, the running back in Detroit. Oh, sorry. Right. Um, where? It's like RB sixty. That's like criminally low. I mean, Swift just, isn't. Swift isn't. Hasn't been healthy. Yeah, and they had that rookie come in last year, Jamar Je- uh, Jamar Jefferson, who was probably better than Jamal Williams. I don't know, man. I think that's definitely a guy to keep on your radar. Anyways, uh, what's your last person? Just hey, I got logged in. I've got one more person. Sorry, I've been trying to get logged in sleeper just in case we wanted to use them. But I've got one more guy to talk about. Uh, a big surprise at the running back position again. Mm. Uh, uh, ironically or unironically, I suppose uh, one. Pick higher in ADP, Aaron Jones. Uh, I feel a bit more strongly about this, given our very recent Javante conversation. 
Um, I, let me be clear. Uh, in terms of like dynasty, I am a AJ Dillon believer. Uh, I also. Okay, I'm sorry, Chris. Are you talking about the Quadfather? The Quadfather, yes, as it were. Um, oh, and I'm a believer that Aaron Jones contract, the way it works out with Green Bay, especially given how competitive they may or may not be without a true, true wide receiver, like I think he's as good as gone. Did he didn't sign a contract yet? Did he? Like <laughs> Aaron Jones? Like we're still on one year. No, he's on a second contract. Yeah, right? yeah, he got a big one a couple years ago, and I think there's an there either there's an out or it's just up. Um, I think and, this is the end of it. This year. Yeah, and and just what they're gonna have to pay to keep him. Especially given the percent, how much he's catching the ball, how much he's probably going to contribute to their offense percentage-wise, both on the ground and through the air this year, they're going to be like, "Dude, we can't afford that." <laughs> we were talking like Zeke contract, like don't do it, you know, oh. not like not like an Eckler contract. Speaking of Eckler, I'll get to that in a minute. So he has averaged sixty-five targets a season since becoming the starter, which, as best I could tell from statistics, was the past three seasons. Uh, also, a, right. an average catch percent of 75%. It has improved each season up to a high of 80% last year. Uh, no, and my probably biggest argument here so, wait, is... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, Are yeah, you yeah. saying that he's going to catch 85% of his passes this year? No, I'm just improving? saying he's, he's averaged 75% and he has improved each year for a career high of 80% last year. But yeah, yeah. I mean... So if he's going to improve from eighty percent, eighty five is in the realm of possibilities. If 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 he improves again, yes, absolutely, it is. Okay. Um, All right. And maybe my biggest tout or uh, slash argument is uh, there's no wide receiver one in Green Bay. Hey, I'm a dynasty guy. I have Alan Lazard on my dynasty squad. How much did it cost really? me to ha to have him there? Next to nothing, folks. We all understand that. I mean, maybe he was throwing on a trade. Maybe it was a free a zero dollar waiver pickup i digress my point is yeah i mean i assume lazard's gonna get a ton more targets i assume uh, 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 i assume the healthy uh tight end what's his face that i used to like uh robert tunyon is gonna get a ton of tunyon of targets <laughs> um but, but let's be honest here it's gonna be a lot of aaron jones it's gonna be a feature back role it's going to be, yes, we'll make sure he stays healthy. Uh, obviously, A.J. Dillon's going to have a role. Um, yeah. Um, furthermore, uh, A.J. Dillon's probably probably the goal line guy. But off only four rushing touchdowns last year, I mean, you know, w where can Aaron Jones go? Down? Maybe up a little bit? Maybe, Jones, maybe six AJ touchdowns? Dillon, though. He Aaron was Jones fine was a, in the red zone. It was yeah. an okay goal line guy. I think it was the year before that. I think it was 2020, maybe 2019. But I think it was 2020 where he was, he was. I don't know how high he finished, but it was top five RB, if not top three. He was really good that year. And he yep. scored both from far out. He had home runs, but he also had his fair share of red zone He also work. bunted it in too. Yeah, but let's be clear. AJ Dillon's probably the guy who's going to uh, uh, take that role. But that doesn't mean that and Aaron Jones can't prove upon four rushing touchdowns again, not a de facto contract or not a contract year, but kind of a de facto contract year. Um, I think he can okay. catch upwards of 10 touchdowns as a running back, 10 touchdowns. I think he'll Maybe. line him up in slot and whatnot. Uh, I know that's an overplay narrative in July when it comes to running backs. They might line him up at the slot, Tony Pollard and this guy and that guy. Yeah, I know it usually doesn't work out, but let's be honest. Is there a better receiving running back in the league than Aaron Jones? Christian Arguably. McCaffrey. Okay. Is there a better one than those two? 
JD McKissick, maybe <laughs> weirdly said, but might be true. I rest my case. Um, <laughs> I think we're looking at an Eckler esque season for an entire round really cheaper. Yeah, but Eckler's also at the like <laughs> the, the one oh. Well, Eckler's ADP is like the one oh four. Like for an entire round cheaper, you might get quote this Name year's Hines. Eckler. Just stop. <laughs> Uh, again, I think we're looking at an Eckler esque season for an entire round cheaper than you can get Austin Eckler. Um, so you know you're paying. If you and a, a quick side note, if you look at Eckler, you're pretty much pay, paying for Eckler's season. If you look at his ADP right now, like um, that guy that went to the Dolphins from Arizona, I might be out on Chase Edmonds. Are you talking about better receiving backs still? Yeah. No. No. The last couple you've named are not better. Besides CMC. <laughs> including McKissick. Saying, in, asked, including so. <laughs> McKissick. Including McKissick and Hines. And... Without looking at stats, those are pretty good guesses. Okay. They're wrong guesses, so but they're close. So you they're... don't know that for a fact. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> Yes, you I look do. it up while I do my last guy, which is a cheat again, and it is Houston Texans running backs. You cheated again. I'm ending the show. I, uh, I'm ending the show now. I'm just kidding. Okay, cool. You're up. Bye. You're up. You're up. So you're up. No, you're up. Um, if you want to stick around, and uh, good night, folks. Okay, so now we're gonna do Damian Pierce and Marlon Mack. Now that everyone's tuned out. Uh, Oh, wow. These are late-round running backs for the Houston Texans, late Deep rounds dive. in fantasy drafts. But um, You know Keith watches the show all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Does we've he really? Already, we've already – no, he doesn't. I was kidding. I couldn't think of a better rival in the current leagues. It doesn't matter. It's Dynasty. We've already drafted. Hi, Keith. We'll edit all Anyways, <laughs> You jerk. Um, I like what Mike Lennon has done in the in uh, the, for the Houston Texans. I'm, I'm sorry. I meant David, Davis Mills. Um what Davis Mills brought to the table last year, uh, can he sustain it and become a better quarterback this year? I don't know. It's it's hard to say that a guy slipped through the draft process and fell to the Texans in the third round two years ago. Last year. Um, sorry. That's fine. But weirder things have happened. It's just in this day and age, it's it's unheard of for someone to, to slip through the, the draft process like that. You know, like it's a starting quarterback. It's rare, extremely rare. Tony Romo was the last one. If I recall, you know? I think he threw the most touchdowns out of rookie quarterbacks last year with 16. He might have. I'm pretty sure he did. That's what, that's what that's, that's saying a lot for the crap tastic uh, class of the rookie quarterbacks. Anyways. Um, but like any other day, I, I got to Okay, sorry, I got I got out of here. Can he sustain it and become an even better quarterback? Blah blah blah. Weird things have happened. They really have. Um, but this Texas offensive line, I believe, can be better this year than he, than it was last year. They spent one of their first round picks on Kenyon Green, presumably to play left guard for them. They already have Justin Britt, who did struggle at pass protection last year, but he was a pretty decent run blocker. And we're talking about the Texans running backs. So that's that's where I'm going with there. And they also have two good tackles in Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard. So a better offensive line. We've gone through this many times over in this show. I swear I'm not drunk. Well, I'm really not. But I just want to keep repeating that. A good offensive line helps the team. Teams win in the trenches. It's a stupid mm -hmm. adage, but it's absolutely true. 
It's actually not stupid. It's just well, and it's important to mention how, how how quickly somebody can turn over their offensive line with let's say two or three additions because there's only five obvious or at least five even, starters. Even one. And then of course how important depth is. Difference. But like a, a a first or second round draft pick and like one good signing. Uh, it it happens. Yep. It happens. There it's hard to do. It's hard to make them really good between each season. It's also hard to. You know, like unless you're just not trying to get better, like come, like where else can we go <laughs> from thirty or thirty-two or twenty-nine? Like, yeah, no, no, continue, please. So as of right now, um, I'm sorry, I can't find Marlon Max ADP. I didn't write it down. My bad. Uh, but Damian Pierce, I think Max going a little bit ahead of him. I can't find it at the moment, but uh, Damian Pierce is going at RB forty-seven according to Fantasy Pros. That's I hate to keep saying criminally low, but that's pretty criminally low for a guy who has a, a fair amount of potential. I've got RB like 61, him. 169 overall for Mac is the first one I found. Okay. So we'll go with that too. Like there's a big difference there, but you know, and and really Damian Pierce, I usually like to go with the cheaper guy, but Marlon Mack did tear his Achilles in 2020. Yes. We're almost two years removed from that now. But it could be four years, and I still wouldn't care. Traditionally, running backs do not come back from this injury. The player, ah. NFL players in general, do not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're a shadow of what of, of the talent they were. Jimmy Graham tried it, and it kind of worked out. He was wasn't really I, fantasy relevant, but he was kind I, of. I think he had NFL one fantasy relevant. relevant season where he caught like ten touchdowns, but I think that was based solely on a red zone role with Green the Bears. Bay or Seattle. The Bears. It was Bears. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's so I'm I'm kind of all on Marlon Mack. But if you're if you're sitting there and you, I have him at RB fifty on Fantasy Pro. So I found Pierce. If that matters, uh, they've got him at RB forty nine, uh, one thirty nine overall. Close. That's pretty close compared to Fantasy Pro. So it's it's kind of that was that was fantasy pros uh maybe maybe different stipulation i just clicked to a tab i had open it was like oh there's fantasy pros adp and you're not using half ppr scoring then Um, anyways that's fine just pulled up a web page that's okay no big deal um uh standard damian pierce he's the rookie i i want (laughs) to go i want to go after him uh you know obviously according to fantasy pros he's going late in drafts you know like 137th overall that's what the 12th 13th round right there like that is the 13th round actually um damian pierce a real late round target i kind of went I, my list went you know by adp overall and i was just like i got down to it i was just like whoa for a starting a potential starting running back on an nfl team free more or less yes please you know like you could like damian pierce isn't the most talented guy in the world but it's better than nothing. You know, would you rather have Damian Pierce or would you rather have, you know, the third string running back for, you know, the 49ers? Which may be Tyrion Hyde Pierce or whatever his name is. I see in that same range anyway. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pierce. I'm going yeah, exactly. to bank on the Achilles injury with Mac, and I'm going to go Pierce there. Yeah, for sure. Would you rather have... Uh, Chris Carson or Damian Pierce? Oof, no, I don't even think yeah. Chris Carson is going to be playing this I, year. But I'm, I'm, just... I'm, yeah, I mean, maybe eventually he will. Literally, like Isaiah Spiller or Damian in Pierce. a game. But other than that, 
Uh, Pierce. Uh, Naeem Hines or Pierce? Pierce. Hmm, I'd go Hines there, but that's me. It's close. I just I, I know Hines will get work. You know, I'm not. I don't have to dig. I don't have to dig He's that. He's a working deep. girl in a ten or twelve team redraft league. I don't usually have to dig that deep. I'll be honest. Did I say Isaiah Spiller? You did, and and the reason I paused was because of dynasty long term. I'm like the offense I'm redraft. Yeah, exactly. That's why I went with uh, uh, Pierce because I'm like this year better chance to start. Yeah, I, I think it's Pierce. I think it's yep. Pierce or take the role, cool. if you will, eventually. However you want to phrase it. Yeah. Is that all my guys? That might be all my guys. That is all your guys. That is all my guys. We don't have time to do a mock draft because I don't we just think ran so. a little long. That's fine. I'm, I, I need to duck out. I got I have actual work to do. Hey, I'm man, it's real life. Late. It's a stream. Uh, we got our we got our points out there and, uh, we'll, we'll, you know. We got our points. Tune into if the you, pod. If you if you happen to miss the stream, you can list, always listen to us in podcast format. Pretty much wherever you get podcasts, not Amazon Music because well, they're just they just don't want to play ball. Um, until next week, you can check us out same bat time, same bat channel. We went you over said no the bats. Beginning. Same, you said no same bats. amazing, same amazing time, same yeah. amazing channel. Yeah, and that is eight o'clock Central Time. Come join the chat. Have a lively discussion with us. Uh, honestly, it's more going to be more of a Q&A at the end of the show. We'll be doing some more mock drafts. I believe next week we haven't decided on a title, but we're going to do some landmine players. Players that could potentially trip you up and torpedo your team. Probably going to be some more earlier, uh, uh, there might be other guys for that not, one. But... There might be other Arsenal conversations, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh frags and, and and mortars and stuff we'll, we'll see we'll some, see some howitzers <laughs> some uh you know some some, some, some uh, what they use in nam uh napalm mines or some trip, bouncing wires napalm oh yeah napalm was there you a, go was a powder. Okay. this is getting but, off the uh, rails real fast <laughs> yeah. <My> anyways <laughs> until next week uh like i said uh, eight o'clock central standard time you know where you live you can do the math we don't know where you live Eight o'clock that time. That's when the stream starts. Usually, it's actually a couple minutes after that. You know, just to get everyone in. So, check us out next week. We will be back with some landmine players or something of that nature. Till then, have a good night, everyone. Later, everybody. Like, share, subscribe. See you next week.